Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today our special guest is Jody Hume. Now, Jody, um, after a 15-year career as a COO of a growing architecture firm, shifted gears and has made a name for herself over the last decade, providing on-call decision support, uh, as well as on, on-site uh, visits, of course, and facilitate leadership conversations for startup founders, corporations, entrepreneurs, and executives. Jody facilitates complex conversations for hundreds of growing entrepreneurs and companies throughout the US, Europe, and Australia, working with countless organizations, including Exelon, John Hopkins, and Teach for America. While Jody works one-on-one, one-to-one, with a small number of clients, he is always looking for ways to to, to make leaders better leaders in bulk. I'll talk about that in a minute. It's my passion, right? Uh, with a small number, of, like say, she works with a small number of clients, but she also looks for ways to make more space for leadership conversations in the broader community. She convenes facilitated roundtable conversations for entrepreneurs, and each week she co-hosts So Here's My Story, a podcast built from real honest business topic stories, and we'll come back to that in a minute as well, with poignant takeaways and plenty of humour. You can also find her at the mic as lead singer of her band, The Wafflers, and possibly I could join that because people say I can waffle, so I could be a new band <laughs> member there, Jodie. Perfect. And, and if you ask nicely, she might tell you about the time she won first place in a truck pool. And I, I will apologise. I nearly said uh, leg pool, but I thought, no, that's truck. <laughs> I nearly got in a stripe again. So anyway, Jodie. Leg pool. So I... So look, it would um, also be a great story, I'm sure. It would also be a very good story. It would be more interesting <laughs> to talk about. So, look, Jay, when you talk, you talk about being honest uh, and in your podcast, like talking about honest stories in the podcast, so that, to me, being honest brings out in leadership is discussing the elephant in the room. Yeah. Albeit yeah, diplomat, diplomatically, but the elephant in the room. So what's your, can you expand on that? Yeah, and, and it doesn't surprise me that you picked up on that version of honesty. Honesty is a funny word. Sometimes people just assume you mean honesty as opposed to dishonest as like yeah. lying. And so they'll say, well, I'm, I'm honest. I, you know, I don't lie. Um, and it's, it's less about lying and more, um, you know, the, the tagline of our show yeah. is real, honest business. And it really yeah. pairs with the real. And it, it is a fine, it is a fine line, um, because, you know, you can't, what it doesn't mean is you just blast into a room and say all the things without any amount of, of consideration or diplomacy or tact or yeah, care right. for the other human. <laughs> but, but I think the other end of that spectrum also gets shaved off far too much where people, there are all these weird sort of leadership um, platitudes that have developed over the years where that, that are not only problematic, but I think they're damaging mm-hmm. to the person yeah. and the organization where, you know, when leaders feel like they have to know everything or they have to have all the answers first. Um, I've, I've had clients say, well, like, oh, I don't like asking for help. And I always, I have to sort of stifle a giggle. I'm like, because leadership is literally an act of coordinating help. That's what leadership is. Right. That's what leaders do. Leaders are not top-notch individual contributors. I mean, they, they, that's often how they get there. But whatever weird perception of like, well, I, don't, I should figure it all out and then let my people know, not only is that stressful, 
but it also diminishes the development of those people who aren't getting the opportunity to think through things and help figure things out. And it's harder to be engaged, I think, if you're not being tapped for, for that sort of thing. So yeah. there's just a, a long list of things where I think leaders struggle to know how much to share, yeah, yeah. how much to call out the elephant in the room, how to do it in a way that doesn't cause more problems than good. So I, I acknowledge that it's tricky, but I think too often the answer becomes, well, I'm just not going to have that conversation. Yeah, and that's that, like it's all or nothing. It's I'll either all do or nothing. it and blast forth, or, or right. I, I better not do that so I won't say anything. Right, right, right. And that, that's exactly, you are, you are nailing it on the head because right. I think when, when you because know, people say, well, I don't like conflict. And I'm like, right, but you, what you're not understanding is that by not having this first initial conversation, you are actually laying the groundwork for conflict and it's what will become conflict when you have to address it. And to me, it's like saying, well, I don't like getting cavities filled, so I'm not going to floss my teeth. Yeah, it's exactly... I like that one. The same thing because these initial conversations are akin to flossing your teeth. And if you do all the teeth flossing, you don't end up with the cavities. And that's just taking a bit more time to do it properly and then you're solving problems later. And I often say that to myself, I say to executives, just invest a couple more minutes in discussing things because you'll save two or three hours or ten times more putting out a bushfire later on. All you do is creating bushfires yep. by saving time now by not discussing. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 what's I think there's it's the time people imagine. I mean, part of the part of the way I ended up it was sort of a long, like most people, a long sort of bizarre evolution into how you end up in the work yep. that you're doing. But part of the way that I found my way to the facilitation part of the work that I do was I was I happened to be from my very first job out of college in the weekly leadership team meetings of this architecture firm where I spent, I, I intended to spend six months and I spent 17 years. years. Yeah. Well, what and, happens um, to say you're a procrastinator? Is that what you're saying? Right. <laughs> Man, yes, it take a while to make a decision. Okay. Sorry no, it was that. just, a, I mean, yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was an interesting place. But in those meetings, I would watch them think they, they I remember this one very distinct time, the first time yep. I kind of realized my ability to facilitate or just see what needs to be facilitated, even that first spark of it, was one of them, uh, they thought they had just made a decision, the two principals of the company, but one of them was talking about a project and another person was talking about one of our employees and they thought they had just made a decision and and had an agreement on a thing. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? (laughs) Yeah. So they would have both walked away from that conversation thinking that they had agreement on a thing. And then when they enacted those things, the other one would have been like, why did you do that? Well, we talked about it. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. So that, that sort of just check-in and, and taking the time to make sure you're on the same page. Um, words can be wildly misleading and people think they mean the same thing and they don't. So yeah. bringing a healthy dose of curiosity to the conversations can really make sure you're on the same page. And it feels laborious, but wow, does it save a lot of time later. That's right. So it's like saying, so tell me, you're saying that I can do this and this. Is that what you're saying? So they either say yes or no. And then you go, ah, at least now I've confirmed it. That's right. So when, I, when I was a kid, I used to get so, sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, sorry, keep going, Jane. 
When I was a kid, I used to get so frustrated when I would see um, like reporters on television asking what I thought were inane questions. Like, well, how, you know, your house just burned down in the hurricane. How does that feel? You're like, what do you mean? How does that feel? And I thought it was (laughs) stupid. I'll be frank. Um, But I have, I've come to learn that asking questions you think you know the answer to is an incredibly important part of leadership Um, because just there's the validation aspect of it, but there's Mm -hmm. also the um, comparing the filters with which two different people look at the world. Um, People watch the exact same movie and interpret it, you know, the movie of the world and interpret it very differently. So asking you know, being brave enough to ask the questions that you're afraid are going to sound like a stupid question because people like to pretend they know things. And oh, yeah. I already know exactly how you, you know, I'm anticipating how you feel and what all the problems are going to be. Getting over that need to look like you already know all the answers is a powerful, powerful thing in leadership. That's right. I agree with that. And uh, things like, like uh, I often have this conversation where the, the answer is obvious, but you're saying, so tell me in your words, how do you think you'll be well, how do you how you're going to approach this? It's not where well, you're not saying, "Do you really understand me?" That's you know, or something vague. It's like in your words, how you're going to approach this. So you're not checking on the validity of their understanding, but you just want to say it in their words. So things like that, simple little things that help you connect with these people yeah. without being. I won't say that. That 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 they'll be embarrassed if I assume that they haven't got this. So you, you, little things like that is what I hear, but that's what you're saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, and I think... simple yeah. cues that people are afraid to bring up. That, that's, that's, to me, yeah, that and it stops just short... Yeah. Totally, totally. And it stops just short of that version that feels really, um, I don't even know the right word for it, like performative or, you know, there's a version of what we were just talking about that I've seen other people espouse that I've, I think is a disaster. And that's that version where you're like, repeat back to me what you heard. So, yes. that, you know, and, and it, it feels very um, like you're in kindergartners. I don't know. I, it's I, very I, patronizing. They're like patting you on the head. And that's, um, that's, what, ha- that's what happens. Yeah. So you're afraid to be patronizing, but at the right. same time, you, you, you still don't know really whether they've actually got exactly what you mean. Right. So, so that to me is the, you just, <laughs> you just honed right in on it. That to me is the difference though, because if you, if you were like repeat, there's something very robotic about saying, repeat back to me what you heard. Yeah. Like that was a technique versus there is like a, um, there's like a posture to creativity uh, that is, that is, that is kind of like leaned in eyes a little bit wide. Like, Oh, how did, how did you see it? What was your interpretation? Like that, that has a whole different vibe to it. Yeah. And here's what's interesting. And it's, it's, if there's one thing that I could make everyone in the world know, it would be this thing probably <laughs> there is, um, neuroscience behind what happens in the brain when your value feels threatened is incredibly useful to understand as a yeah. leader. And so I'll, I'll make this, I can be a real neuroscience geek, but the, the fact of the matter is to, and this certainly oversimplifies it a tiny bit, mm-hmm. but when your value feels threatened, and I want to be really clear about that, that can be something as simple as a supervisor saying, can we talk in the conference room for a minute? immediately your brain has this like, oh no, like you never imagined that they want to pull you in on a special project. You imagine imagine (laughs) you're getting fired and it's all over. something wrong. Yes, Yes, because of the unknown. That threat of your value being threatened or questioned even, your value being questioned, 
has the exact same fight or flight response in That's the right. brain yeah. as a tiger walking into the room. That's and, exactly right. <laughs> right. And what's important to know about that is something very functional and biological that you cannot avoid, which is all that blood in the prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that's like smart and nuanced and can think things through, goes away <laughs> and it goes into that fight or flight kind of uh, panic, which means that they literally don't have access to their more nuanced part of the brain. They cannot hear or think in a really nuanced kind of way. And so when you talk about addressing the elephant in the room, you as the leader, almost the same way parents have to have a little bit more solidity to their, you know, if the toddler's throwing a fit, you don't yeah. also throw a fit and kick and scream and match and escalate there. You have to have this awareness of like, oh, my three-year-old really needs a nap. I'm not going to yell at them mm. about this because they're cranky because they're tired and they need a snack. That kind of awareness of like, oh, this person is a little overwhelmed right now with these hard things I'm trying to share with them, not expecting them to in that moment handle it beautifully. Yeah, you may yeah. need to give them a little mm -hmm. bit of space. I, I think that's the thing. Like if you share something with someone and they have an emotional reaction, that doesn't mean you did it badly. You can actually hold the space in that conversation to say, I know this is a lot to take in. I want to give you some time to think about it. Let's reconnect in a couple of days to see yeah. how this is going, like holding that calm. But if you freak out because they freak out, then they're going to freak out more and it just doesn't go anywhere good. So you have to know that there is no, like demystifying that there's a way that you can yeah, have yeah. harder conversations with people that they're going to be like, oh, thanks, Ross. I appreciate that feedback. Bye. And I mean, yeah, sometimes right. maybe, but um, it doesn't mean you did it wrong. There's a biology that cannot be skipped. It's just what you can do is get mm. better at, at calming your own biology when that happens and you can get better as the other person of just knowing that some people are going to have that biological and that's reaction. right and just and, and and recognizing sometimes it can come out of left field but yep. recognizing when it's come and yes. just take it as so calm like, oh, as you something can. something is happening here because yeah. oh great point too because you don't always know what threatens somebody's value. No, you have you know, no I've, idea. You have no idea where that's coming from, right? So. Right. And so that's why anytime, anytime someone, it's a shame this isn't a video podcast because you won't be able to see this, but anytime someone, you know, has that kind of like, just like they almost sit back and they suddenly come at you with the reaction that you're thinking, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Instead of matching it, to say, oh, I, this may be one of those things. Like the blood may have just gotten sucked out of yeah. their brain for some reason that I don't even need to understand. No, this is knows. just where they are. That's right. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's, there again, it's a, it's a, a skill set that uh, good leaders have um, yep. because they just, they, they just attune to people, like connect, and they have more, because they're putting more energy in connecting with the people rather than saying what I want to be saying. It's right. more the connection to listen so I can get closer to that person, understand them more. Um, yeah, and, and what you yeah. said earlier about they sort of swing over to the other side, yeah. I think people are so afraid of the uncertainty of someone else's emotional messiness yeah. in a moment that, that, that in order to steal themselves against that, they will go sort of rock hard, armored up, like, well, I'm just going to go in and I'll just be tough. Room, and that way, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just be tough. I'll be tough. I'll go, go yeah. let it pass. But they, right. they're letting it pass. 
in a, the way that doesn't right. make the person feel safe no, or, like, or heard it's, or it's, yeah it's the hell out of them that's right it's so uh, yeah I, it's true it's true i understand that so look um what was I? I had another question for you. It's horribly intelligent, but no, this is where I joined the wafflers because I, <laughs> I, it's gone straight out of my head. It's gone straight out of my damn head now. But anyway, let's just. Well, while you, yeah, sorry, you're going to say something. Well, I was just going to say that the other really important because we've been we've been talking about this addressing the elephant in the room purely in terms of like what it means to be a good leader. Yeah. But I would just like to also point out a really practical, I mean, I'm sure your, in your listeners are probably interested in being good leaders, but, but weirdly, not everyone is. So there is another reason that I just always want to make sure everyone understands is, um, is the, the productivity side of it. I, I'm not even kidding how many times, like how much time gets sucked up or projects get launched be simply because one or, or an entire leadership team, like one person or an entire team are avoiding one That's, tricky yeah. conversation. <laughs> and I, I actually, I, I saw an entire policy manual, like an eight month project uh -huh. get launched because, and I was coming in sort of towards the end mm -hmm. of it, when at the end of the day, it all came back to like one guy who they thought was abusing the vacation policy and they realized they needed a policy and they're like, we can't just have one policy. We really should do the whole thing. It was a growing yeah, company. They didn't have right. like a and we got manual for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, then, and, and what's so funny, Ross, is I was like, are you, did, did, did Stan under, like, was it maybe that he didn't understand the policy or did he understand it and he was just completely ignoring it? Because those are two very different things. Yeah. And so they had, this curious conversation with him, he was mortified. He's like, oh, I didn't realize. I thought that's, oh, I just didn't realize it. I thought that it worked this way or whatever. So they definitely need to document it. I'm not against documenting policies and making them clear. But I cannot tell you how much time went into this project that they could have been spending on growing the company or addressing sales or, you know, who knows what they could have done with that time that they'll never get back that, literally a 30 second conversation could have instantly, but they want to have the conversations so that, Oh, we'll make a policy. And then yeah. he'll, that'll, that'll tell him what we need to tell him. Well, but we don't have safer. to have the conversation. I know. And, we don't have the conversation. So, it's yeah. safer. Let's put it in writing. So I don't have to have the conversation. Just get them to read it when they on board and we're all good to go. Seemingly. <laughs> yeah. Seemingly <laughs> safer. Yeah. Yeah. Seemingly yeah. safer. Actually, it's, it's brought up. I, I would I argue that it's the opposite there. of safer, it, but it is. Yeah, that's true. Because, um, but it, it did bring up the, what I was thinking about before because we are talking about before we started the recording is just how people's behaviours, particularly if they do uh, address the elephant in the room, undipl not diplomatically, is just how uh, or they let their outer ego be the better of themselves and affect other people thinking, they're good, I've got that message out and I feel better now, just how much it's costing them. Right. Because <laughs> it's the fact that yeah. it's... it's all these people go away and for the next hour, all they can do is mumble, mumble to themselves what an idiot you've been, this leader's been, and you quantify the dollars you're paying them for to sit there and mumble, mumble. That's right. very expensive outburst. Yes. And yes. that happens or, or, hundreds yes. of times a day or a week in, with, with, with poor leaders. And it just astounds me the cost of it all. The hours that they will spend either literally writing you or writing you in their heads the email that they want to send, but they won't, <laughs> but they'll still spend like hours, even hours. if it's just in the back of their head. You know, they'll argue with you in the shower while they're washing their hair when you could have 
you could have gotten that shower time mm-hmm. potentially for them like coming up with a new idea. Yeah, plus, that's uh, right. If they can only yeah, harness the energy and put it positively, man, that yes. really makes a difference to what's the effectiveness of a business. But, yeah, I, I, I really, um, for, I, I don't encounter it a ton because I am somewhat selective. <laughs> I'm pretty selective about my clients. But when I, I have especially someone on a leadership team who, who imagines that this um, – you know, they'll, they'll, this is a very old, old school kind of business thing that I hope goes away within this generation. But that I'm sure you've heard these things like, well, every now and then you should just walk through the office and really tear someone a new one and then they'll know. And I was like, yeah. and everyone knows that I, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is, yeah. yeah, everyone knows that, you know, you really have to you know, hold people accountable. I'm like, yeah. that's not holding people accountable. <laughs> that's just yelling that's at people. That's making them like, that is not putting them in the brain space. And it's actually yeah, encouraging yeah. them not to work. It's encouraging them not to work creatively. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it all oh, compounds. Yo, you bring up a, such an important part. Like if you, if you have any kind of business where you want or need people to be even remotely innovative or creative or like wing out there and try mm-hmm. things, the degree to which you have to make it overly safe to do that. If, if you can't, if you don't have an overly safe environment to air quotes fail or just not be right all the time, which like anything short of being right all the time, not yeah. being okay then people will not, the minute they, they, because at the end of the day, we're all basically like rats in science experiments. Uh, yeah. If you reach out and you push a lever and you get buzzed, you're not going to push that lever. Yeah, don't push again. It's all consequences of behaviors. It's all how that's It doesn't mean you have to get cheese every single time, but it's you can't get not buzzed. Um, that's exactly right. You can't yeah. get zapped. Yeah. You zap people and they will act differently and not in the way you want them to for sure no, no. And, and some of the uh, sure. some of the statistics that uh, the firm i work with goes on the behavioral science stats is that 80 percent of all behavior in the workplace comes from the consequences of that behavior happening previously 20 percent is the antecedent yeah. the order that which needs to happen to start it but 80 percent drives the behavior ongoing so you've got to provide the environment for that, yeah. for that sort of con- those consequences that actually are positive, so people drive themselves rather than you have to drive them with them all the time. Absolutely, there's there's this, it's, which is also exhausting. Like nobody oh. wants to do that. Nobody wants to be that leader. So why do the things that make you have to be that leader to drive that behavior? There's this fantastic little book. I think it's called the the. the something language of high performing teams. It's a, it's one of those tiny little books. It came delivered to me like automatically as a freebie one time for some company. And I have since purchased probably like 50 copies of it and given it away. Um, But so this was not my concept, but the whole, the whole idea of it was reframing the concept of accountability, that accountability is not an after the fact punitive thing, which is how most people used it. Like, well, we have to hold them accountable, which is another way of saying like, which ruler are we going to whack them on the knuckles with if they don't do exactly what we want? It reframes it into accountability as this preemptive, how do we set this up to not go off the rails in the first place? What kind of agreements do we need? What do we need to have? What kind of, yeah, yeah, and it's like, and then how do we keep that conversation going as this goes, so that it doesn't get off track? Not what happens to you if you screw up on the other 
outside. <laughs> and I, I just, I love right. that concept. It's and, so it, and it makes such a massive difference. Now, we're talking before, I mean, I, when I, in my waffle before, sorry, I use the waffle again, when you said about you, you do your one-on-ones, <laughs> but you also like to get a wider audience. And that brings up my passion, is it just how much effect a good leader has on people's lives in, in um, oh, comparison yeah. to a bad leader. Because so when, you're, when you're affecting people where they're not game to do anything, they're not willing to do this, it affects their confidence, all sorts of their self-esteem, everything, right? So their lives aren't enjoyable at work. And as we spend at least, a, 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 well, unfortunately, a vast percentage of our, of our life now at work, it's getting grow, it seems to be growing, not getting shorter, um, is that all these people have, have sad lives, really, I, I just because they, they don't enjoy being at work. Mm. A good leader... People enjoy it. So the more people, and that's why I do this podcast, and you you do yours, I've no doubt, the more people we can actually influence in whatever way, one at a time it could be, where they become better leaders. That means all the people they're responsible for have a better, happier working life, which means they've got a happier life. So that's my passion, and that's why I wanted to say Absolutely. that you're, you're, you're broadening out and talking about, and that's why we podcast. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Yeah. It's um, the, the, I, I could tell you 20 stories of moments that with just this tiniest little bit of a tweak, somebody had a different way to go into a conversation that they were, you know, they were going into it with a, a three-page single-spaced legal pad yeah. of ammunition for the person. And I, you know, I sort of I nudged them toward you, you know, take your legal pad so that you have it if you need it, but just try this. Ask this, ask one question first, like sort of state what is and um from another wonderful book i got mm-hmm. this whole concept of if if you are if you are trying to communicate in a way that either gets a certain reaction or avoids another reaction that that's not communication it's control you're trying that's to control, control the that's reaction right. Yeah. and right and so just simply stating what is like hey it seems like we've been butting heads or seems like you know something's disconnected i don't know have you noticed that what do you, what do you see that's so just start with that and then you'll have your your whole list of why you think that is, but start mm. with that. And I can't, t- it has never failed. A hundred percent of the time, the other person has just kind of dissolved and, and then shared something like, like really personal. That's like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. But like this terrible thing has happened mm. between my husband and I, and I know I'm being cranky and I felt really bad about it. And they just connect and sort of sort through the reality of a thing instead of all the fears and fiction that he was bringing to it. And the problem got better. Whereas if he had come in there, especially in the state that she was in, and napalmed her with all of his ammunition, she would have sat there politely and listened and said all the right things like, uh, you're right, I'm sorry, I'll let yeah, that yeah. happen. And they would Never have just sort of taken three or four steps further apart. And it's all about connecting with people. And that's it. And look, the best leaders ask the best questions. And you hit it on the head there. Yeah. just... State whatever is happening, then ask. But questions. I would like to say it doesn't. That doesn't have to be uh, a long that list. To, that's just, not. Um, I'd love to demystify that. Yeah, like, just, just be curious and ask a question. Yeah. You don't even. Just yeah, you don't. The, 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 I find yes. the best questions. <laughs> yeah, say what's that like, or how, like how are what are you noticing, or how yeah. do you are see you noticing it? that? Like I love. Oh, I yeah, think yeah, sometimes yeah. the best questions. Yeah, yeah. That's it. The curiosity best questions is the Ah, oh, yes, it's inquisitive questions. Curious questions. Look, on that note, um, as we were slightly over time, so good time goes quickly when you're having fun, Jody. <laughs> that's all I can say. Um, it sure but, does. 
thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on and enjoying and giving uh, us some of your thoughts on leadership. Um, because it's, well, thanks it, for having I'm me. sure the readers, uh, the readers, the listeners will enjoy what we've been discussing and I uh, hope we've added some value to everyone out there on this, this podcast. And maybe we'll have you back on one day. Who knows? Anytime. Great, great <laughs> conversation. So thank you very thanks much. Thanks so much, Ross. Thank you.